all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. It's a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, a few topics. few topics I want to hit on today. You know, one of them has to do with the word of God. Rightly dividing the word of God. And I'm going to get into a couple of topics. And the other thing is going to be on the topic of maladaptive daydreaming. Remember, I said I'm going to get into that a little bit more because I think it needs to be addressed. And I don't know if anybody struggles with any type of mental issues or addictions. I don't want you to think I'm just uh, uh, only talking about MDD, but any kind of a struggle or some type of disorder or the spectrum of disorder you think you're going through that this will relate to you as well. I'm going to get on beginning of that topic. Okay. But right now, what I want to talk about is there's in the body of Christ. And this is for my, my, for the body of Christ. There's a belief, a real belief, a real, it's a long traditional belief and the church that really believes that Peter and Paul, Jesus' earthly ministry, Peter and Paul, but specifically Peter and Paul, preached the same gospel. Traditionally, that's what the church believes. The church as the body of Christ. You know, I always make a difference between the church, the body of Christ, and the Christian dome, the ones that go to church. But I'm talking about the real church, the body of Christ, the ones that's in the body of Christ. That that even I know the outside uh, goers of churches does that too. But this is specifically for the saved, the Christian, the the believer. Many of you. And I don't know if you're listening to me now, but this is for you if you are. Believe that Peter and Paul preached the same gospel. But I don't want to just keep it on the same gospel. I want to just say their message was, or whatever they was uh, proclaiming, was alike. They, they, they proclaim and preach the same gospel or the same messages or close to it. When it comes to salvation, when it comes to forgiveness of sins and stuff like that, uh, or even baptizing in water, many believe, many, I put emphasis on many, believe that Peter and Paul preached the same gospel or message. Now, why am I, why I'm bringing this up? I was listening to one of my favorite teachers, uh, the late Les Feldick, who died in April of this year. And he mentioned something. I don't think it has nothing to do with what I'm finna talk about, but he 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 said something. I, I kinda caught it at the last minute, but I'm not sure what he kinda meant. But the little bit that I got out of that made me think. You know, a a a, a light came out on a light bulb. And I never thought about it this way, but it makes a lot of sense. Now he's not saying this. I'm not saying Les Feldick saying this, but the look that I caught because I don't want to misquote anybody. So the little bit that I caught, I just came and I thought about this. And it could be a leading of the Holy Spirit letting me know, not audible, but in my spirit, letting me know of what I'm finna say. Now, for the ones that say, past tense, under the kingdom program, that Peter and Paul teach the same thing. Let's go back and uh, Peter's ministry, earthly ministry, when Jesus was on the earth. Now, if you, you listen to most churches teach out of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the knowledge that Peter and the twelve got was from Jesus, correct? 
the message and the gospel that Peter, John, and James, the leaders, and the other disciples, uh, I say it that way because those three is mainly mentioned more in the Bible, the Gospels, and the Acts in their own books. So I just uh, they they are known as the, as the pillars of the church laid on down the line. Uh, got mostly their message, or they was taught by the King, the Messiah Himself, Jesus Christ. They taught no other way. They taught no other different way. So that message was basically from Jesus Christ, correct? Would you agree with me on that for the ones that's listening? Not the ones that want to disagree just to disagree, but the ones that know that read the four Gospels. And if you read the Gospels, you know the message, what what the message was, because it's basically how you minister anyway, was uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus was the promised Messiah. He was the promised King. Okay, and they had to go out and Jesus told them what to do in Mark 16 and also the end of Matthew, what to go out and what to say, you know, repent for the remission of sins. Those who follow him, this would happen. They would be able to do this. They would be able to uh, speak a new languages. If they pick up a certain serpent, it would not hurt them. And their message in the book of Matthew was preach the kingdom of heaven, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, repenting of your sins, the Acts 238 message. See, if you go to Acts 238, what Peter, Peter, uh, Peter uh, preached then or proclaimed, that's what preaching means, proclaimed then, that was the message of the kingdom program from all the 12. Starting in early John the Baptist, then it got uh, more larger when the king himself came, Jesus Christ. So that's repent for the remission of sins, be baptized in water for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the, shall receive the Holy Ghost. The majority of the churches have that format in the gospel. They they think that's the gospel for the day, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. Now, anyway. So, the ones that have been listening to my teaching, I, you know I, I differentiate uh, dispensationally between the two gospels and the messages of Peter and Paul, which is correct, you know. But, uh, so you know what Peter's message was. Now, Paul is nowhere around. He was alive. Uh, many believe him and Jesus might have been about the same age, all of even the uh, apostles. I don't know. But Paul was around, but he wasn't a believer yet. He was he was part of the Sanhedrin, even in the time when Jesus was alive. He was Saul then. Saul of Tarsus, not a believer of the kingdom or grace period, of course. But he was not a believer. Uh, he believed... I believe in the coming Messiah, but he didn't accept Jesus as the becoming Messiah. He believed in the Torah and he believed in the law. Now I'm talking about Saul of Tarsus. Saul is his Jewish name before, you know, he started being called in Paul when he went out to the Gentiles. He started, he was called Paul there, which was his Roman name because he was born a Roman citizen. Okay. But I'm talking about Saul now. Just be with me now. I'm talking about Saul. So Saul was a liar. So the message, these are for the ones that believe uh, Peter and Paul preached the same thing. If Peter preached the same thing as Paul, everything as Paul, now knowing what message he was told and mandated to preach by Jesus Christ, if he was taught the same message as Paul, that mean everything that was revealed to Paul later on was also revealed to Peter and the Twelve. Listen to what I'm saying. If they preached the same thing, if they preached the same gospel, Jesus in his earthly ministry had to teach them the same thing he wound up teaching Paul later on down the line from heaven. Correct? Now, that's if you believe that Peter and Paul preached the same thing. Okay, you might want to say, well, I believe they laid on down the line. Peter uh, got more revelation. He started preaching the same thing as Paul or Paul started preaching the same thing as Peter. Okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But actually, that's not going to fly. See, that's not going to fly if you understand the two Gospels. You understand the gospel of the kingdom. You have to understand that the disciples, Peter and all, was under the law. 
they was under the old covenant. They was going into the new covenant, but they was under the old covenant. So whatever was taught then was a covenant and kingdom mandated duty or type of gospel they had to follow. Okay? And that was the gospel they supposed to have took out into through Jerusalem and then out into the world, the nations, meaning the Gentile nations. You follow what I'm saying? What? The gospel of the kingdom. I just told you what that was. Acts 2.38. The gospel of the kingdom. That was what Jesus told them to go out and do. Preach the gospel of the kingdom. Baptize those in water, etc. These signs shall follow and different things like that. That came with that message all the way through early Acts until you got to about 9 and going through 13. Those signs follow those apostles under the kingdom program. Correct? Now, remember, Saul has nothing to do with this. The Apostle Paul is not even around, has nothing to do with this. Okay? In order, in order, listen closely, in order for Peter and Paul, the way I look at it, in order for Peter and Paul to preach the same message, Jesus has to tell Paul the hit the same hidden message that he I mean Jesus had to tell Peter and the others but let's just put emphasis on Peter the same message the hidden message that was hidden in God he had to reveal that to Peter as well see he had to reveal Paul's message to Peter so therefore if Peter and Paul preached the same message and the same gospel all right. There was no need for God, listen closely, to convert Paul to go out to the Gentiles and preach to them if it was the same message. They'll, he would have to use Peter and the twelve to do that. He wouldn't have to go another route and use Paul if it was revealed to Peter. If they was teaching the same message, if Peter and the twelve was preaching the same message. You, you understand what I'm saying? That would be no, there would be no reason for Paul, I mean, for Jesus to use Paul to go out to the Gentiles to preach the same, to preach the message that Pete, that was already revealed to Peter now. He would just continue to use Peter now, right? But let's, let's go another way. That, now let's talk about that gap. What Peter now was told to go out and preach, that was the original way that they supposed to go out to the nations. Okay? The gospel of the kingdom, the uh, the fruition of the of uh, the new te testament, the new covenant. If the Jewish nation and the leaders would have obeyed and believed who Jesus was, he had to die anyway. But excuse me, if they just would have believed who Jesus was, then the tribulation would have still happened and Jesus would have came back and set up his millennium kingdom and the gospel of the kingdom of heaven would have been the message preached all the way outside to the nations. That's the only way. It wouldn't have been no Saul or nothing or need for Paul or nothing that. That message would have went through the other nations, the gospel of the kingdom because that was the gospel that supposedly went out. Now, man, you didn't know what was going to happen in between, but God knew. Jesus knew. Jesus never talked about the earthly ministry or how the Gentiles was going to get saved or none of that stuff. Jesus never talked about none of that. He didn't reveal it to the twelve or nothing, but just hypothetically, if he did, yes, Peter and Paul, Peter, Paul, you wouldn't have, Jesus wouldn't have to use Paul. Because the message is already told to Peter. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not the best uh, explainer. <laughs> but uh, he wouldn't have to use Peter. I mean, Paul, if he already revealed it to Peter. And the only message he's revealed to Peter was the gospel of the kingdom. There was no need. There wouldn't have been no need for the gospel of the grace of God. If they would have obeyed. It just would have been the kingdom gospel message and they would have went all the way through including the tribulation and then setting up the millennium kingdom. Okay? You follow what I'm saying? So, when you get to Paul, 
And when Jesus revealed to Paul. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. That he's going to send him to the Gentiles. He's going to use him. Paul must suffer for him. Paul must suffer for him, and he will be sent to the Gentiles. Okay, listen closely to what I'm saying. Later on down the line, there was a spring and a nice to go to Paul, and Paul explained what was going on. He told him, you will suffer, suffer for me, and you will be going out to the Gentiles. Now remember, this is not the commission. This is not the kingdom message because the Gentiles was never under a covenant. They was never under nothing like that. See, this is just a going into a new realm, you know, and the message that was revealed to Paul was a different message to the Gentiles than Peter's message to the Jews. It had to be. There's no way you can go around that. There's no way you can go around that. Okay. So when you say Peter and Paul, the ones that believe this, Peter and Paul preach the same message, there's a lot of conundrum in that. There's a lot of confusion. How could you prove that? Show it. Prove it in the word of God. How could you prove that there's no way that could have happened? If that was the case, God is very confusing. God has got us all confused. Because why would he just separate two men like that to preach the same gospel? See, when Peter and them was called out, they was usually as one. They was together. When he sent them out, he explained plainly what they had to preach, what they must say. And it was the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. That was the message for Peter and the twelve. The Acts 2.38 gospel of salvation message. You follow what I'm saying? The gospel of salvation message. When Stephen got stoned in Acts 7 and uh, uh, most of the little flock scattered, the Jews, but the, the 12 stayed there because they knew they had to fulfill what Jesus told them to do, which is called the Great Commission, but they never did. They never got out of Jerusalem. But just say that they did. Yes, the kingdom would have went through and Jesus would have, the tribulation would have started a seven year tribulation and they would have set up his kingdom. I know I keep saying it's repetitive, but I'm trying to get somewhere with this because I want you to understand there's no way that Peter and Paul could preach the same thing. There, was, there wouldn't be any reason for them to preach the same gospel and separate like that. Why would God, why would Paul in the book of Galatians and Peter and John and all of them shake hands in the book of Galatians and gave each other, you know, just shook hands and agreed that Peter now will go to the uncircumcision, which is the Jews, and Paul will go to the circumcision, which is the Gentiles. Two different ways, two different gospels, because it was two different gospels. See? The Jeru that Jerusalem Council in Acts 15, what do you think that council was for? And which that had to do with Galatians 2 as well. What do you think that council, if you understand, if you read those parts of the Bible? Acts 15. So you have to read, you have to get an understanding of the book, book of Acts to know what I'm talking about. Acts 15 was that council so they can get it together and they can understand 
what's going on with this teaching of Paul because Peter and them knew it was different. He explained that in Second Peter. Paul's, uh, what Paul is preaching, many people, in other words, cannot understand. It's hard to understand. Why would Peter say it's hard to understand if it was the same message he was preaching and, and him or Paul was preaching the same message? You, you follow what I'm saying? They was not preaching the same message. It's many areas in the Bible when it comes to Peter, Paul. They was not preaching the same message. You go to uh, Galatians 2 and 11. Why did Paul confront Peter and rebuke him for being a hypocrite? If you go to Galatians 2, I think it's 2 and 11. I'm going to put it in a little story. And now this this a fictional story, but it just an allegory. So this is the the because uh, allegory usually is two stories. You have a made up story to uh, to explain the real story. That's usually what allegories is. So let's I'm gonna use the first story, the made up story. There was this man Peter, this Jewish man. He was sitting down. And he was eating with some Gentiles. This man Peter is a Jew, and he was eating with some Gentiles. Okay. Um, make up some names. Peter and a Gentile's name was Tom, Michael, and Jimmy or something like that. Eating with Gentiles. Eating food and having dinner with them and probably laughing and joking with them and stuff like that. Talking and feeling real free. But all of a sudden when Peter looked down the street, he seen his boy James, his homie, coming. Or some homies of James coming. Peter looked at him, and Peter panicked. Peter said, man, I, I can't let them see me because I'm not supposed to be eating with no Gentiles. I'm not even supposed to be around, you know, other nations or other Gentiles. Man, let me get away from them. Let me just, you know, try to act like I'm just, I wasn't even around them. See? And I'm going to do that because I don't want my, my Jewish brothers uh, to see me eating with Gentiles, man, because, man, that's kind of forbidden. I know things are changing now. You know, it was explained to me, Paul explained to me already that, you know, we weren't under the law anymore, that that was finna change and stuff like that. But, man, I can't let them see me like that, man, blah, 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 stuff like that. Now, this is a, a fictional allegory story now. Peter got busted. Either someone told him or Paul caught it. Peter doing that and he confronted Peter man why you acting like a hypocrite you know good and well we're not under the law anymore you know good and well we was born in the law these Gentiles was not under the law you know this program of being under the law and all this other stuff is not even in effect anymore those things are changing now and I told you that how come you acting, acting like a hypocrite now why would Paul call him a hypocrite a hypocrite means let me put it this way. Paul called Peter hypocrites because Peter already knew that there was a change coming. So he became a hypocrite by acting like he didn't know nothing about it in front of his other Jewish buddies. See, that's what Paul told him and rebuked him. See, because he was acting like a hypocrite to those Gentiles. Those Gentiles has nothing to do with the law or any type of circumcision like that. So why you, I already explained to you what was going on. So you already know. Plus you got that little message that from God gave to you in Acts 10. I remember I'm making this up now. Don't say Joe misquote the Bible. In Acts 10 and the time of, uh, of Cornelius. There was a picture that's showing that it's going to be a transition and the law is going to get postponed or stopped, you know, whatever the way they looked at it. And you act like a hypocrite. You still because Peter was still stuck in his Jewish ways. It wasn't easy for him to get out of his Jewish ways. So the reason Paul rebuked him and called him a hypocrite, not only him, but even Barnabas, the one that was following Paul. The Bible in the King James says a Barnabas was even caught up in dissimulation. Dissimulation means hypocrisy. The King James says dissimulation. That means even Barnabas got caught up in it. See? All those Jewish ways is just as hard to stop. So Paul had to rebuke Peter, but how did he do it? He rebuked them in front of everybody. Not pulled them to the side. He just openly, and that's the way they done it then, 
You know, he rebuked them in front of everybody of being a hypocrite. Now, only reason or only way Paul and Peter didn't, according to the Bible, Peter didn't say nothing because he knew Paul was right. The Bible didn't say Peter made a response to nothing. The only way and the reason Paul done that and the reason Peter didn't say nothing, you know, is got to be for one reason. There has to, there was a new gospel. There was a new kid in town. See, what Peter was being a hypocrite about, he didn't have to be that way no more because the gospel that Paul preached to them had nothing to do with the law or the covenant. And Peter knew that. That means the message was different. That means the gospel was different. And when they shook hands, remember Paul in the beginning of Galatians. Now, these for the one believe that Peter and Paul taught the same message. Why will Paul come down on them and the other Jews? I don't even have my Bible read on that word. And come down on the other Jews for following another gospel. Why would Paul say another gospel? See, what was that other gospel? It was the gospel of the circumcision, the kingdom gospel. But I specifically, I think they were talking about the circumcision. Paul called it another gospel. See, why would Paul say and four times in his letters, my gospel, my gospel, my gospel. Acts, I mean, uh, you said Romans 16 and 25, my gospel. Not saying it in a, a bragging way, but he was letting them know and the audience know that his gospel was not the same gospel as the kingdom. It was a gospel revealed to him. Why did Paul start off with the book of Galatians 1? I said, I was not taught by men, but he was taught by Jesus Christ. See, why, why do we have to be specific about that? Why did Paul have to defend himself and say, I am not lying when I'm telling you. Evidently, he had to say he had not lied because they didn't believe what he was talking about because it wasn't the same gospel as theirs. So some of them thought he was lying or assumed that he was lying. You see where I'm going with that. So there's no way Peter and Paul, and that's just a few things I'm pointing out, taught the same gospel or type of message. Now, it's a few things they may have said, uh, Mike, like when Peter talked about the rebuking of the Jews about the death, uh, burial, resurrection. He wasn't talking about the death, burial, resurrection for salvation like Paul. He talked about the death, burial, resurrection against the Jews for an indictment against them, not for salvation. Paul talks about the cross and the death, burial, resurrection, resurrection for salvation. You see the difference? One for indictment, Peter, and one is for salvation. Two different gospels, two different messages. So in order for Peter and Paul to be preaching the same message, Jesus evidently had to reveal the same message to Peter. See, he had to reveal the same message to Peter. Or at that Acts 15 uh, council, God, Paul had to tell Peter, OK, you need to come out with me and go out to the Gentiles. Did that happen? No. No. Paul never went to, said that at that meeting. That Peter and them and James had to preach the same message as him. Why? Because that message was only revealed to Paul for him to go out. Paul revealed to them afterwards what was going on at that council. But he never went to them and told them they had to preach the same gospel. The same as Peter. Peter and them never tried to push Paul that he had to pre preach the same gospel. It was the other Jews and the leaders that did. But Peter now understood it. That's why they shook hands and said, okay, we'll go to the Jews and you do what God called you to do to go to the Gentiles. And later on down the line, that gospel faded out. What gospel? The gospel of the kingdom, along with the signs and wonders and any type of thing that was under the kingdom program, faded out. That's why you don't hear Paul talking about none of that in his, his, his 13 letters. See, the miracles... Uh, and the signs and wonders and some of the, and the, even the speaking the languages transferred over to the Gentiles for a short time just to make the Jews jealous and show them that God is moving through the Gentiles now like he moved through them. And there's no more favored for the Jews. See, a lot of this is explained in the book of Romans, what some people call the Romans world, Romans road. OK, so when you look at it that way. And you say, Peter and Paul 
preach the same gospel. First of all, show me in the scriptures that they preach the same gospel. How could you prove that? Why would you say that? Do you know that or that's what your pastor told you? That's what your traditional denominational belief told you. Nine times out of ten, yes, you didn't read that out of the Bible yourself. You was told. You just put them all in one box or in, in one bottle and you just made it your own that Peter and Paul taught the same thing, just like we was taught to believe that we was the New Testament church and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was the New Testament, which is not because Jesus was still alive. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal See, all this stuff. Okay, so what I'm trying to say right now, Peter and Paul did not preach the same gospel. They was different because they're supposed to be different. They wasn't the same because they was, they was not supposed to be the same, okay? So you look at that that way. Jesus would have to told, tell Peter, not Paul, why would he wait to tell Paul later on, which he could have told Peter earlier about going out to the Gentile preaching the gospel of the grace of God or even the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom was supposed to go out their way, but Jesus wouldn't have told Peter to go out to the Gentiles until they got their own together in Jerusalem. You still understand no sense? So you got to, you got to take that out. The only way that uh, Peter and the others supposed went out to the Gentiles until they went through Jerusalem first. And then in that order, then they would have went out to the Gentiles. But that never happened. They failed. They went out of unbelief. Starting in Acts 7 of the stoning of Stephen. You understand what I'm saying? Well, I hope you do. You know, and uh, that's why you have to think about it. If you read that over, why did Jesus go through all that to stop Paul from persecuting what? Saul then. He was persecuting the kingdom church. See, he was persecuting the kingdom church. He was going after Peter and all of them. See, Saul was one of the uh, leaders of the Pharisees. He was going then. He was going after Peter now. Why would Jesus stop Saul? And tell him, I'm going to use you and you're going to suffer for me to go out to the Gentiles. Why he just didn't let Peter and them to continue to go out to the Gentiles? If it was the same message, it would have been easier, right? It would have been easier just to let the Jews and let Peter and them continue to go out to the Gentiles. That's just that just makes sense. OK, you can't go around that. You can't just you, you can't ignore that. What was the reason Jesus, if you read like you suppose you would stop listening to certain pastors that goes over that and they talk about that, but they would not tell you that it's a different message. They just continue like it was the same message. But your Bible don't say that. If you got the right Bible. Your Bible don't say that, and most translations don't say that either. Most translations don't. They really got to mock muck it up for them to say something different. But most of them cannot. You can't turn that around unless you just muck it up and just, therefore, it becomes, it exists to become, you know, whatever, the, the word of God. You really have to mess up, mess up the word of God in any translation to try to go over that, that format, the way the Bible is going. You go to Acts 9 and you read it. And you really read it 
And when Jesus stopped Paul and blinded him, knocking him off his horse, stopped him. You have to read it in context. Why did he stop him? It wasn't explained then. So you can't make nothing up. It wasn't explained then. See, we had no idea. We know now what happened because we have the written word fulfilled by the Apostle Paul. We have the written word, word fulfilled. That's the only reason we know. See, that's the only reason we know. See, but you got to look back then. There was no technology. There was no cars. There was no internet. There was none of that. There was word of mouth. It was a, that's why there was a lot of prophecy foretelling going on because they didn't have the resources that we got in that. There was no full written word. So God done things miraculously. He talked through men prophesying and foretelling them because that was the only means of communication then. See, we don't need that today. We have many means. We have the written word now. They did not. So God done a lot of uh, prophesying and foretelling through men because that's, that's the resources that was out there then. See, they traveled different. They didn't have the resources we had then. God had to do miraculous things. Ain't no way Israel would have made it in the wilderness like they made it over, wind up being over 40 years without God being with them because there weren't no planes, there weren't no cars, they was on feet and buggies and stuff like that. You have to read the Bible in context. Literally. You can't put the Bible in our time. You, you cannot do that. Or you would be confused. You would start guessing why this would then go up. You have to understand in those ancient of times what they had and what they lived with. They only went by prophecy. Therefore, there was no way Peter never knew what was going to happen in the future with Saul of Tarsus and none of that. They could have known if it was it was if it was for the kingdom program. They knew about their program. They knew about their prophesied Messiah and kingdom. That's all they was looking for. Most of the Jews was looking for. See, they knew about the Torah, the past, but they didn't know about the finished cross in the future. That was only revealed to. Paul wasn't revealed to Peter and none of them. Jesus knew, but he did not, by him being God, the second of the triune, he did not reveal that to Peter and them because it wasn't for them. It wasn't for them. See? That's why it was such a confusion. And I, I, I can't imagine, but you could think about what Peter knew, because Peter was a strong Jew. He was a strong, he was under that law. That's why he had a problem. When God poured down those sheets in Acts 10 and told him to eat those creatures, those forbidden creatures, which was forbidden for a Jew to eat. But God was giving him a symbol of letting him know that it was going to be a transition. He's going to go out to the Gentiles, not Peter, but he was letting Peter know that's going to be a transition. Acts 10, Cornelius. The Gentile Roman, the Gentile Roman, see? That's what those four corners of different creatures was coming down because it was only certain animals that the Jews was allowed to eat. That's why Peter said, Lord, I would never eat nothing unclean. Read that to yourself. Peter said that, and he was correct. And what did God come back? What was God come back? Don't call anything unclean what I have made clean. God was letting them know it's not no more. This program finna stop. You finna go out to the Gentiles because I'm finna make them clean. That's what God was explaining to him. He didn't rebuke so much Peter because Peter said, I want to disobey you, whatever like that. No, Peter was doing the right thing, but Paul had to tell him. I mean, God had to let him know, which was the Lord Jesus, I believe, let him know that that's, there's finna be a change. There's a new kid coming in town, but he didn't say that. I'm just saying that. There's a new transition. Remember, the book of Acts is a transition book. See, all these things, I'm telling you, you have to put this together. Then you go back to Acts 9. What was the purpose of Jesus doing all that even blinding this man, blinding Saul for three days and using another Jew, Ananias, to go to Saul and stuff like that. All that trouble and the fear that Ananias was scared of Saul because he know what Saul was doing to his own people. Why would the Lord Jesus go all that way just 
to go out to the Gentiles with the same message. Why? You know, think about that first. Then why would God go out to the Gentiles with the same message to a people that never been under the law? That wasn't under the law, was never under no cover, was never looking for no Messiah, was never looking for no king, was called dogs, was called heathens, were called uncircumcised with the same message. Why would he do that? See, you, you got to you got to think yourself before you start listening to certain ministers, whatever like that. All this is in the word of God, but it's called connecting the dots. See, OK, think about that. Please read that. Think, please think about that. Peter and Paul did not preach the same gospels. They 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 preached two different gospels. Paul mentioned dispensation the correct way. Some dispensation is they wear it out. They use it out of terms, I believe. But Paul used the right way, the dispensation way, the uh, the administration way. He used it the right way because he was letting you know. God gave me this dispensation or this administration. Why would he go out not to say that? Administration. If I tell, if I'm going coming to you, and I'm telling you, okay, this is the ministration my boss gave me. Why would I say that to you if it was the same ministration as yours? I'm telling you something is different. See, why would I shake hands with you? Okay, you go out to this group of people and teach this, and I go out to this group of people and teach that. That means they are different. When Peter and Paul and James, uh, the Bible King James calls a hand of fellowship. In other words, they shook hands and they agreed to separate after Paul explained what was going on and Barnabas explained, you know, which was told to him by Paul. Then they went their separate separate ways. Peter then went out to the circumcision. Paul went out to the uncircumcision, which means the Gentiles. See, Peter made his two books. James made his one books. Then you have John made five books. St. John, 1st John, 2nd John, 3rd John, and the Revelation of John. Is that five? <laughs> you, you, you understand what I'm saying? They wouldn't, it wouldn't be no reason for them to be separated. See? I wanted to get that out there. Think about that, okay? Think about that. All right. The second uh, topic I want to talk about before I go is... Uh, I'm in a lot of, not a lot of things. What I mean a lot of things, they're good things. And one of them that I'm doing, I'm working on an a, a ebook. Matter of fact, I'm pretty much finished with my first ebook. And it's a short one. I'm going to make it about 15 pages long. And I'm doing this ebook about uh, the struggle that I had growing up and into my adulthood. Excuse me, but what I'm going to be using in this ebook is going to be a Q&A question and answer for myself. See, I'm going to use a, a Q&A a question and answer quiz format from a book I bought offline from this guy named Alex. And many MDDs don't give their full name, and I can understand why because it's you know for one reason or other. But I just know his name is Alex. Good book about, but the only way you can read this book is you have to be struggling with MDD or uh, Melodactive Daydreaming or another disorder, even uh, ADHD or even uh, autism because they're kind of close together. But it's something different about MDD, Melodactive Daydreaming. And the only way you can really understand this book, if you suffer from MDD, you will get the idea what's going on. No one can really teach you and help you of with MDD unless they struggle with it themselves. Not even a psychologist or a psychiatrist because they can't comprehend it. Even though L, uh, the founder that made up the name MDD, he gave it this name and I'll explain that later. He gave it the name MDD. He never had MDD. But he had the gall, which is so beautiful to, to research it, which no other psychologist, you know, really did. He researched it. He looked into it. He interviewed people that struggle with maladaptive daydreaming, which they call MDD now. But he didn't call it that then. He gave it that name because he had a, 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 a gift of understanding what was going on in people's heads like me and thousands and thousands of others. Others. 
See, his main study was uh, uh, disassociation. Now, disassociation is something like MDD, but the difference between disassociation, I believe disassociation, you be gone and you don't know it. It's just like you leaving your body and you don't know it. Maladaptive daydreaming, we know when we go into our little thing. We know it and we can cut it off. It's just hard to stop. But we are more in control than it is in control of us. Let me put it that way. But it's still hard to stop because the difference between that is you like it. It's a coping mechanism, especially for people that were low self-esteem or suffer trauma or whatever like that. You know, it's like a coping mechanism. That's why we enjoy it. I can speak for myself. You know, I don't know what happened with me that started me like that, but I know it kept a comfort. It made me more, made me feel like something that I, I wasn't, even though I know at the same time that wasn't me, the characters I created. But anyway, even Ellie Summer cannot explain what's going on in our head, you know, because he never been there. We are our best psychologists. We don't need a certification to explain what's going on in our head. Only thing we just need to do is understand some of the psychological know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts it's the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Logical mechanisms. Okay, what's going on? So thank God for Ellie Summers. He's give us that. He give us that freedom. Some psychologists got to tell you, oh, it's all in your head and blah, blah, blah. Or try to give you some meds or some stats or whatever they want to call it, stuff like that, man. No, 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 no. Because there's something different with, with this MDD. I'm not saying it's worse than autism, ADHD, uh, ADHD, because a lot of people get into those daydreams and even those they get into the old world, but not like a deep, excessive daydreamer like maladaptive daydreaming that I suffered with, you know, and still a little bit try to it try to comes back. But I, I'm delivered. I can control it better. I can stop it. You know, I can count the days, months and years when I didn't even think about that because it's boring. It, it just I matured out of it. I didn't have no system or no plan. I just matured out of it. I, I, I got saved. I got married and a lot of things just uh, they call it stimulated. I, I had different stimulated stimulants to replace that uh, junk I used to have in my head. OK, but anyway. MDD, maladaptive daydream is what I'm going is what this uh, this book. Is going to be about when it get printed in ebook only, you know, uh, an ebook only. It's not going to be a real long book. It's just going to be like a Q and A quiz book, maybe fifteen pictures long. I already got, I already written it down. I'm just trying to get the the editing and the different things up or whatever like that uh, uh, out on it. Now I'm going to tell you something else. I would not be able to do this or have the patience to do that if it wasn't for international. Uh, 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 mm. If it wasn't for the technology that we have today, artificial intelligence and all that. Now, people, oh, man, you mess with artificial Man, that's of the devil. That's of the devil. Let me tell you something right now. Let, let, let me just say something for the ones that think this is from the devil. And I'm going to tell you what I know. I understand it. I agree. Now, you think about the past technologies in the past. Before, after the ancient times, the technologies in the past. Okay. Now, I know some people just scatter technology, period. They think everything is from the devil. They think everything. They won't touch it. Not even a typewriter. They think some people just think everything is from uh, the devil. You see what I'm saying? They think everything is from the devil. And I'm not talking about those people. You know, it's really no help for them. That's on them. They, they're going to stay behind a lot. They're not going to be up on a lot of things. But my point is for the believer, and I'm talking to the Christian. If you're trying to stay away from technology because you think it's of the devil, you're making a mistake. Reason being, the same technology from the past when it came to computers and, and everything like that. Some of you guys buy the best sophisticated phone that already have artificial intelligence built in it and you use your phone. OK, you use your laptops, you use your computers. 
These are the ones that use it already, and they got the built-in CD-ROMs and stuff like that in the software and the hardware and computers, and you use that. Some of them, are you crazy about it, man? That stuff is good for your ministry. To spread your ministry, to spread the gospel. You got YouTube, you got a uh, different type of... Uh, outlets out there uh, Facebook you got social media a lot of believers use that to get the message of God out there yes Facebook social media uh, on social media and even I'm um, well, Facebook is social media but Facebook uh, Twitter you know Instagram and TikTok I don't use those though that's but that's by your choice but if you're using it for the glory of God that's always a good thing long as you keep it scriptural and in text now, when you look at it that way, but all of a sudden when AI stopped busting out a year or two years ago, the same ones that use that technology saying, oh, this is from the devil. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you something. I don't need to be uh, sarcastic, sarcastic, anything like that. But and I'm not a tech person, man. I'm very impatient with tech. I'm not a tech person. OK. But I know in this time, when the Bible talks about knowledge will increase in the last days, God wasn't saying that we should stop all the technology or we should we should cease of being having knowledge. Now, he wasn't talking about so much knowledge only in our minds. And that's part of it, too. But technology, period, will advance. He didn't say that because he said it was all evil or it was evil. He was just letting us know uh, knowledge will increase. You know, people will not need God no more because different knowledge, even believers, will increase. Now, what comes with knowledge increasing is all the technology and stuff that goes along with it. What I don't want you guys to just think, men and women of God. See, the same technology you say is for the devil is the same technology you can use for the glory of God or to better yourself in careers or different things like that. The same because the evil world cannot covet every type of technology. There's always going to be technology out there, even AI that you can use for the good. Every AI program is not going to be controlled by Satan. But I believe a lot of and most of them will. Now, will Satan, you have a chance to just take over over all AI? Yes, that might happen, but I won't be here to find out. I see. I don't know. I'm just talking about the now. See, because the tribulation period, the church and the Holy Spirit, I mean, where the church anywhere is going to be gone. And you're going to be under under the tribulation. There will be no more grace and there will be demons and evil spirits. I believe will possess a lot of these robots that they got out now. I don't doubt that. You think I robot was bad. I think that would be used. I have no proof, but I don't need to, I don't dwell on that because I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. See, but anything that was meant for good, Satan is going to use it for bad. And what Satan used for bad, we need to learn to use it for good. That's that's what I'm talking about. God just didn't, he didn't, I don't think God is telling us just take our hands off and just let technology pass you by and just go to the original going out there with your microphone or writing old tracks and stuff like that and never touch a computer. You're going to stay behind. You're not going to stay up on the up because whether you like it or not, you got to go along with the flow when it comes to technology, not the evil, but you go along with the flow and keep up for good, not for evil. So to say AI is the devil, I just disagree with you. No, AI is not the devil. That's a tool that you can use. Now, it's just like when you use the computer. Was the computer the devil? Now, some of them, I ain't talking about the ones that think so. The devil, okay? CD-ROMs, printers, cell phones. So in other words, your cell phone is the devil too. Or your cell phone is of the devil. But you still use it. See? Man, they can track you on your cell phone. Yes, they can. But you still, we still use it. Because there's always going to be an opening that we're going to get our message out. No matter how much they track you down, there's always going to be a way that you can bypass this and get God's message out. God will always leave that open. Man and women of God, he's going to always leave that open. So we go along with the flow as in technology-wise, not in evil-wise. Now, the issue is when you start covenant this stuff, when you start... Uh, 
uh, relying on this stuff to just do everything for you. That's when it becomes excessive, just like maladaptive daydreaming. See, daydreaming is normal. Most of the majority of the world daydream or mind wonder. It's when it becomes excessive, then it becomes dominant over you. The same thing with technology. It becomes evil when you, you start covenant it. See? That becomes an issue when you start covenant it. Okay? Now, how did I get through all that? That's not what I want to talk about, but I'm saying with MDD, my book. I use AI. Now, I'm not ashamed to say that because nothing wrong with it. I use it for research. I use it for history. And I use it to correct my grammar. And this this artificial intelligence. Check this out. <laughs> I even, uh, which is very freaky. I got to have to say thank you to it. I have to catch myself. I forgot this is just a machine. Now, when I, one time, uh, AI say something, and I say, how you feel about this and whatever like that. I wouldn't even catch it myself. And I had to catch myself, man. I'm talking to a, 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 a artificial intelligence. Ain't got no soul. Ain't got no spirit. Ain't got no mind. Nothing like that. You know, just a machine. I didn't even have to say, you know, uh, you know what this uh, chat GBT came back and said? He said, I don't know nothing about that because I, we are not, we don't have any feelings. We just go back uh, technology and something like that but he said we don't have any feelings so they couldn't answer that anything you deal with feelings or AI they cannot answer that because they don't have no feelings artificial intelligence will never have a feeling will never have feelings or a soul or anything like that they are incapable of having that but is it possible it's going to happen in the tribulation period it's a very big possibility a spirit can manipulate it this, but now no no and that, that kind of not freaked me out, but I kind of said, wow. <laughs> and I said, I was just kidding. But uh, they didn't even, the other uh, machine didn't even get it then. My point is, you have why it's a chance, a man and woman of God, if you don't cover it and have this thing doing all this for you. Like I heard uh, not too long ago that a preacher had AI to preach a message. Now, see, that's 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 what I'm talking about. That's obsessive. You gone too far. When you start telling, asking AI how to do the dishes, how to take care of your kids and stuff like that, or get an AI robot in your house to do all that stuff for you while you sit on your fanny, you know that makes you dumber and dumber and make your kids more stupid. That's why a lot of kids don't have no common sense because they all they obsessed with computers and games and their phone, and they so ignorant on a lot of common sense things. History and stuff like that, they are good, but common sense, they are dumb. They just don't know. That's when it becomes obsessive. But that's been going on way, way, way before AI came out. That was back in the 80s, man. <laughs> People was getting uh, Pac-Man and uh, what's the other one? Mario Brothers and stuff like that. Kids and grown-ups became obsessed with that. So my point is, if you're going to call these things the devil, you're going to say that's, that's of the devil too, but you still played them. And if you never want to uh, learn how to do a computer, you don't want to keep up with the time, which you should, that's on you. That's on you. Don't knock nobody else that's on you. Don't knock nobody else that uses AI. Now, I'm going to give you another scenario. People might sit up here and say, man, I ain't using AI. That's of the devil. But you go in their house, they use Alexa. <laughs> they use Sirius. They use all these voice things, even on their phone. Alexa, could you ask me this? Alexa, what you think about this? That's an AI. That's an AI that you use. Is that of the devil? You, you follow what I'm saying? Some of believers and Christians got some of the most sophisticated stuff in their house because they like they love technology, man. I ain't got nothing against that. That's 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 them. You know, that's what they like. That's cool. You know, the issue comes when you start covenanting it. You start worshiping it. You start giving that more time, you know, like I have to catch myself. You start giving that more time than you reading your Bible and stuff like that. That's when it becomes an issue. 
Because a lot of that time you uh, we sit up and, and, and ask AI, we could be getting into the Bible and studying the Bible. If I spend two hours on AI and 20 minutes on the Bible, something wrong. Now, God is not mad at me, but I'm just saying something wrong. I can use that time to read my Bible. But my point is, you know, we have to catch ourselves. We have to not so much balances. I, I think you should be in the Bible more than AI anyway. But at the same time, you could learn. AI can't teach you the Bible. I'm going to tell you that right now. AI cannot teach you the spiritual things of the Bible. It can give you some somewhat history. And sometimes it's off on that, but it's becoming more stronger now. But it can't teach you how the Bible it can't teach you nothing about no Holy Spirit. It can't teach you the spiritual, deeper things of God. Artificial intelligence cannot do that. Only way it could do something like that is when it gets possessed. Uh, unsaved man cannot program an intelligent, super intelligent robot. know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts it's the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.